You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome again to our broadcast this morning. It is such an honor and a privilege to bring the Word of God to you. Wherever you are in the world, I just want you to know that Jesus loves you. He really loves you and He is so pleased to have you in His kingdom. This uh, this morning we are going to look at a topic we call I call it our kingdom heritage. Over here in South Africa, we are celebrating our kingdom, uh, our heritage rather. Yes, heritage. So over this weekend, we had a heritage celebration, um, and it's it's basically a, a celebration just to appreciate our heritage, to appreciate that which was passed down from the previous generation, just looking at all of that in different ways. And um, I always look forward to, to uh, that, that weekend because then, you know, the church is always very colorful. You have people with different, uh, from, from different um, cultures, traditions, dressed beautifully. And um, our God is a God of diversity, you know. He's a God of diversity, so he has made us diverse. Never, never apologize for being different, okay? I want you to, I want that to settle in you deep down. Never apologize for being different from other people. It is okay. It's okay for you to be different. It's okay for you to sound different. It's okay for you to look different. It's okay for you to dress different and so on. Yeah, because heaven is going to be full of much, a lot of diversity. We have people from every tribe and tongue that will be before the throne of God. And none of them is going to be the same as the other. The only commonality will be Christ. Yes, Christ and his blood that has made us one. We have all been made one by one blood. That is what matters the most. Yes. So you are my brother. You're my sister. We might not sound the same. We might not look the same. I might be taller. I might be shorter. It doesn't matter. I mean, God loves it like that. And I just want you to know that you are perfect. You are perfect the way you are as far as God is concerned. Okay? Yes. So our godly heritage, our kingdom heritage, rather, our kingdom heritage, what are we talking about? When I say heritage, I'm talking about that which is passed from previous generations, that which is passed down from previous generations. There is what uh, we have a rich heritage in in the in the word of god from the word of god the kingdom of god is part of our heritage and I'll, and i'm i'm going to take you through the scriptures and we'll look at a few principles and um actually i'd want to make a distinction between heritage and um inheritance and um another word is legacy okay legacy so a lot of times we, we, we use them interchangeably and all of that, but um, when, I, when I was studying, looking at, the, looking at it from the English grammar, they, they actually differ. Although, biblically speaking, sometimes you can see that they might be used interchangeably, but um, let's, let's, let's bring it down to the English language. 
Okay, for instance, um, the word legacy, legacy uh, has to do with something that is placed in others. Okay, it's placed in others like values. There are, there's, there's a legacy that, that you have received from, from those who have gone ahead, those who have, who have passed on. What kind of legacy, what kind of history, what kind of history has been passed down to you? All right, yes. So being passed from one generation to the other, it could even be philosophical, you know. Um, yeah, but that's, that's, that's part of legacy. So bringing it down, if I want to explain it, if I want to explain it spiritually and bring it down to a spiritual level, I like to put it this way. I put it that impartations, when you impart things into people's lives, when you impart things to people's lives, the moment you are gone, those same impartations become legacy. They become legacy in that person's life. Okay. Uh, I give a I give an example. There are things, there are things that were imparted to me from my mother. Okay, my late mother. She's not around anymore. So what I'm left with is a legacy. Okay, she has left a legacy in my life and my the life of my siblings, and uh, many other people, many other friends of mine who interacted with her closely. So she was able to leave a legacy in the lives of those people. And so even up till now, from time to time, I engage with some of them and they still talk about that legacy that has been left behind. Although she's not here anymore, but her legacy lives on. So my question is, what legacy are you going to leave behind? What are you imparting to people? Be careful what you do, because when you leave, it's going to become a legacy. It's going to become a legacy, you know, and uh, as children of God, as leaders as well, we need to be aware. We need to be aware that we're going to leave a legacy, whether we know it or not, okay? Whether you know it or not, you're going to leave behind a legacy. So leave a good one, all right? Leave a good one. There are some people that leave terrible legacies, you know. Um, so you don't want to be like that. Uh, a case in point is, uh, is uh, if, you, if you look at the scriptures, you find that some of the, there are some kings, some kings that didn't leave a good legacy um, for, their, for their children. Yes, wonderful. I don't want to go into, into that too much then inheritance inheritance is something concrete usually something concrete that is passed down to the next generation okay it's passed down so it is usually concrete all right it's usually concrete yes so after someone dies you inherit something okay you can inherit a house you can inherit in, inherit land you can inherit um, um, properties, you know, and, and, and so on. You can inherit a business. <laughs> so an in inheritance is usually something concrete that is passed down uh, from one generation to the other. And then heritage. A heritage is seen like a, the culture of a person that is received from the family. 
and on the community. All right. So, in English, it's usually abstract. Okay, it is. It's a heritage is usually abstract, but then it's there. It encompasses a lot of other things. But yes, I'm just trying to simplify. It. Um, yeah. So, uh, being too simplistic there, but yes, it's 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 usually abstract. So you can have a heritage that that is. It's passed down to you, it's abstract, but then it's still there, it's still real. So the fact that something is abstract does not mean it's, it's not real. Um, I remember some time ago I was engaging some atheists, and they were, you know, it, 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 they're having issues with certain um, aspects of our faith that is, is not tangible enough. It cannot be put under the microscope, it cannot be subject to scientific tests and all of that. Not everything, not everything about life is physical. There are many things, much more about life is, is, is not physically tangible. But let me say this, make no mistake, because in the realm of the spirit, in the realm of the spirit, everything is tangible. Everything is concrete in the spirit. What do I mean by that? For example, thoughts. Okay, your thought. Do you realize that thoughts in the realm of the spirit are concrete? Yes, they are concrete. That's why you need to be careful what you think. Be careful what you allow in your, in your mind because it will. It will solidify in your life. And it will materialize, okay? It will materialize in your life over time. So if you keep thinking negative over time, it will materialize in your life. So, and, and, and that's why uh, Jesus warned us about um, our thought life, okay? Take no thought, he says, of tomorrow. Yes, don't worry. Worry is a spiritual substance. <laughs> it's a spiritual substance. Yeah. To you, it's just, it's just ordinary thoughts. But in the realm of the spirit, they become like building blocks that are used to build a kind of life, a kind of future that you should have. Okay? So the fact that someone, um, someone doesn't have material things does not mean he has nothing. Everybody has something. Okay. Now, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 13, in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22, it says, A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Wow. That is significant. And an inheritance, yes, uh, like we said, is something that is concrete, all right? But I guess, guess what? It doesn't only have to be material stuff that you leave, all right? As a matter of fact, if you leave only material stuff, if you leave only material stuff to your children, then <laughs> you have left them really with a lot of poverty. Why? Because material stuff are temporal. 
Okay, they are temporal, but there are things that are of greater value than material things. So you can have material things, and I'll give you an example. For instance, you have material things, you have, you have lots of property, There's, the bank is full of money, you have um, billions in the bank, all right, and you leave it to, that, to, 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 to the children, and you didn't leave any wisdom, okay? You didn't leave any wisdom, you didn't leave any, um, any values, you didn't leave any vision. Now, these are abstract things, and they are not quantifiable um, uh, as far as the earth is concerned, but make no mistake in the spirit and in, in the kingdom, these are great, valuable materials. Okay, so you need, you need to heap a lot of wisdom as well as a, some good values, okay? Good values. All of that is necessary, is necessary. So if it's, just, if it's just money in the bank, before you know it, it will be gone. It will be gone. But there is what cannot be stolen. There is what can be stolen. Jesus said, do not lay up your treasures on earth. Don't lay your treasures on earth. Why did he say that? Don't lay your treasures on earth because <laughs> it can be stolen. Yes, it can be stolen. It can be destroyed. But lay your treasures in heaven. How do you do that? Yeah, you, you, you do that by using the physical things, material things for um, eternal for, 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 for eternal relevance, for eternal activity, to impact lives of people. If you use material things to impact the lives of people, then you are able to, to transfer that from the earthly bank account to the heavenly bank account. All right? So that is important for us. Uh, to start with, to begin with. So there's a legacy, legacy you leave behind. But uh, I'm reminded of um, Timothy, yeah. Timothy, remember Timothy? His, uh, Paul talks about him and his, his um, the faith, the genuine faith which he received from his mother, you know, which came from his grandmother, Lois. So, He's, 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 he, he, he got a faith, he got a legacy, he got a legacy that was transferred, transferred from his grandmother to his mother, and then from his mother to him, and now he's transferring it to other people. Powerful. And that's how we should live our lives as children of God, kingdom-minded people. In the kingdom, there is so much, so much that God has made available to us in his kingdom. And it's important for us not to be trapped by the value system of the world. Not to be hooked and sucked into the, 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 you know, the, the, the thinking of the world. Yes, do not be conformed to this world, the Bible says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
that you may know what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So your mind needs to be renewed by the word of God. Do you realize that every one of us, if you are a child of God, you have at least two citizenships. You, have a, you are a citizen of the earth, okay? You are an earthly citizen, but then you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. You are a citizen of the kingdom of God. So when we're talking about kingdom heritage, we're talking about the kingdom of God. There is a heritage that we have from above. Even though, yes, we celebrate, we celebrate our earthly heritage and, and, and so on, and, and we thank God for that, but make no mistake about that. That is not all that our life consists of. Okay? Our life is so rich you are so rich you you don't even realize how wealthy you are you know god has blessed you with so much so much but you don't know because you're looking at the bank account <laughs> to determine whether or not and you're saying oh well you know i wish i was uh um I was born in this family, you know, I wish I was born in the royal family with, you know, with so much whatever. But let me tell you, they might have earthly riches, but eternally might be totally bankrupt. It's possible, okay? So, is it wrong for a Christian to be rich? No, not at all, <laughs> especially if that... If that wealth has purpose, if the riches have purpose, then come on, yes. We need to plant more churches. Yes, we need to send out more missionaries. Okay, we need to do a lot. We need to touch more lives. Um, and all of these, all of these requires funds. All right? So, God, God is looking for people that he can trust, really. That's, that's what it is. All right. But in the kingdom, my goodness, there is so much that we have. What a rich heritage we have. We have a rich heritage and we can never, never explore it completely on this side of eternity. No matter how much you search, there's much more out there that will be revealed when you stand before the Lord. Amen. Yeah. So let us use the time that we have to, um, to, to build a legacy. All right. And to advance the kingdom of God. And to impart the lives of people. Let's look at the book of Psalm 16. In Psalm 16, uh, I'll read verse, verse, verse 5. It says, O Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. So, you, Lord, are the portion of my inheritance. Part of your inheritance is the Lord himself. Now, you can't beat that. You can't beat that, okay? It says, you maintain my lot. Then it says, the lines have fallen on me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. 
Wow, wow, wow. Let me read that in the Amplified. He says, verse, verse 6 in the Amplified, he says, The boundary lines of the land have fallen for me in pleasant places. The boundary lines. The boundary lines of the land have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, my heritage is beautiful to me. Come on, just say, just repeat after me. Say, my heritage is beautiful to me. We're talking about an, in, uh, an inheritance is something you don't work for. You get given, okay? You get given. So we have a rich heritage in the kingdom of God. God has done so much. He has invested so much. He has loaded us, loaded us with a godly heritage, okay? A goodly heritage. My goodness, yes. So that scripture in, in Psalm 16, verse 6, in uh, the Amplified, it says, The boundary lines of the land have fallen on me in pleasant places. Indeed, my heritage is beautiful to me. My heritage is beautiful to me. So my heritage in the kingdom is beautiful to me. Okay? Yes, you need to say that. You need to know that. You need to understand that there is so much. There is so much that is available to you. It's already available to you. All you need to do is to receive by faith. By faith. All right? Yes, if you don't, if you don't develop your faith, you will not enjoy your heritage. Especially on this side. And I know many people put everything to the by and by. You know, when we get to heaven, uh, we will enjoy. When we get to heaven, we will experience um, God. When we get to heaven, we will, you know, so many things. But listen to me. Although your, your, your heritage is stored in the spirit, in the realm of the spirit, your kingdom heritage is in the realm of the spirit, but you can make earthly withdrawals. You can make withdrawals from, from, your, um, from your heavenly account. All right. Yes. So let's go on and let's look at an, a scripture. Look at a scripture in the book of Ephesians. Let's look at Ephesians chapter, chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1 and I will read verse, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11. In Ephesians 1.11 it says, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. According to the counsel of his will. In him also we have obtained an inheritance. In him who? In Christ. In Christ we have obtained an inheritance. Being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Alright. So God in Christ invested so much and now he's still working things in your life according 
to the counsel of his will. There is what he has purpose for you. You were born for a purpose. He has invested some things and there are things he's doing in your life right now. Some you might not understand, some you would. Yes, but it's all for good. It's all for good. Remember, your heritage is beautiful to you. At the end of everything, you're going to look back and you will appreciate what God has been doing in your life. For the moment, it might not look pleasant. For the moment, it might look, oh, why me? Why me? You know why it's you? Because you have a, you have a goodly heritage. You have a heritage from God. And God is, is, is busy working in your life to bring to pass, to bring to fulfillment all that he has ordained for you. All right. Yes. So let's look at the scripture in the book of Luke. St. Luke's gospel. And I read verse 12. Uh, chapter 12, rather. Chapter 12, verse 31 of Luke he says, but seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Seek the kingdom of God. So, you need to seek your heritage in the kingdom. Yes, your kingdom heritage should be your, your pursuit, your primary pursuit should be the kingdom. All right, and then he says, and all these things shall be added to you. Then verse 32, he says, do not fear little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is God's pleasure to give me the kingdom. Come on, say that. It's God's pleasure. It's my father's pleasure to give me the kingdom. Yeah, God wants to share the kingdom with you and I. And that's why he sent Jesus. That's why he sent Jesus so that we could become kings and priests unto God. Hallelujah. So you have, you have a kingdom heritage. You have a kingdom heritage that you need to celebrate as well. Not just your earthly heritage. Your kingdom heritage is worth celebrating. Yes, there is a hymn writer that wrote about faith of our fathers. That's part of our heritage. It's part of our heritage. We need to celebrate. Celebrate. Yes. The scripture is full of our heritage. You read the Bible, it's full of our heritage. The Bible gives us accounts upon accounts from the life, from, from the life of uh, the heroes of faith. We learn and we see the kind of heritage we have. And because these people were able to walk with God the way they did, Guess what? We are also able to walk with God like that. If Enoch walked with God, you can walk with God. If Abraham was a friend of God, you can also be a friend of God. Yes. If Elijah um, 
was able to pray the way he prayed, a man of like passions, then you can also pray like Elijah prayed to open the heavens. Yes, you, you, have, a, you have a kingdom heritage. All these people are part of the kingdom of God. They're part of the kingdom of God and they're part of the heritage that we have. It's part of the heritage that we can celebrate. So when you read your Bible, you just don't read it and say, oh, wow, that was so cool. You know, ah, wow, God, 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 God was so good to Moses. No, if he was good to Moses, he will be good to you as well. Yes, because it's part of your heritage. It's part of your heritage. My Lord. If he strengthened, if he strengthened them, you can also be strengthened. All right. So um, <coughs> it's important for us. Excuse me. <coughs> it's important for us to to um, understand the heritage that we have in the kingdom of God. All the miracles of Jesus are part of our heritage. That which the apostles walked in is part of our heritage. The teachings, the apostles' doctrine is part of our heritage. It's part of our heritage. The promises of God are part of our heritage. Okay. So you see that, um, for instance, after, after Moses left, after Moses died, you realize that when God called Moses, God's purpose was for Moses to take the children of Israel into the land of promise. Okay? That was God's plan. That was God's original intent for Moses to take the children of Israel out of Egypt into the land of promise. But we know what happened in the wilderness and when he struck the rock the second time instead of speaking he was he was um deprived of the opportunity to lead the people into that land but then guess what god's plan was for the people to enter the land and so he raises joshua and these guys went into the promised land, and they were taking it over as their inheritance. They were not the ones that built the promised land. No, they didn't. It was God that gave it to them. God gave it to Abraham. He gave it to Abraham by faith. Okay? He gave it to Abraham, and then God now said, Joshua, as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. As I was with Moses, I'll be with you also. All right? So you're going to take these people into the land. Let's look at the book of Joshua chapter 1. It's all part of our kingdom heritage. Everything here is part of our kingdom heritage. Glory to God. So we can be inspired just reading the life of Joshua. Hmm? We can be inspired. All right. Um, Joshua chapter 1. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I have given to them, 
the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, as I said to Moses. All right. So, God begins to speak to Joshua after the death of Moses. You still, go, you, you still have to go and take these people into the land. Lead them. You are the new leader now. Why? There is an inheritance. They still have to go and possess the land. They need to go and take the land. I have given the land to them. So the fact that God has given you something does not mean it will land on your laps. You might need to fight some giants to dispossess them of that which God has given to you. You see? So that, that's, that's, that's what we see that God is preparing them for. And then in verse 5, he says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. He says, As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. You see, as I was with Moses. All right. There is a legacy that Moses has left. Okay. There is a heritage that Moses has left. There is an inheritance that Moses has left. And Joshua, you take it. Take it and use it. Moses left. He was a man of God's presence. And God now had to, um, had to, had to tell Joshua, help Joshua to see that the same way I was with Moses, I am with you. I am with you. So, Moses didn't take the presence with him. He didn't take it to heaven with him. Alright. He didn't take it with him. He says, No, as I was with Moses, so I am with you. So I will, I will not leave you, nor forsake you. He says, Be strong and of good courage, for to these people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. You shall divide the inheritance. The land is an inheritance. You will divide it. We have a heritage in the kingdom and God is going to divide. God is busy. He's dividing the nations. He says, ask of me and I will give you the nations for an inheritance. Yes. Ask of me and I'll give you the nations for an inheritance. So, God, it is his pleasure to give you the inheritance. Why? It is already yours. It's already yours. Okay. Yes. Let's look at Romans chapter one, uh, chapter three. Sorry, chapter four. Romans chapter four. In the book of Romans, we see the Bible speaking there about um, our father Abraham. Okay. Our father Abraham. Verse 13 says, For the promise that he would be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. So you see, God had already given Abraham the whole world. Can you imagine that? He, he became an heir of the world. And he is our father in the faith. So by... <laughs> By association or by inheritance, let me put it that way, by inheritance, we also have become heirs of the world. Because our father, Abraham, God, 
gave him the entire world. My goodness, what a kingdom heritage we have. The King James calls it a goodly heritage. Goodly heritage. My goodness. So, I don't know about you. When I think about all these promises, I appreciate the Lord. It inspires me to worship Him more. Inspires me to love Him more. It inspires me to to go the extra mile. It inspires me to sacrifice more. Why? Yes. He's given me more than I could ever ask. <laughs> more than I could ever imagine. It's all part of my kingdom heritage. So it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Alright? But he says you need to seek it. Yeah. Seek the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And then he says all these things will be added to you. They will be added to you. My goodness. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. I want to read from the book of 1 Peter. Alright. 1 Peter chapter 1. Thank you Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. He says... I read from verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away. There is an inheritance there is an inheritance for you. Yes. He says it is incorruptible. Incorruptible. Your inheritance is incorruptible. In other words, it cannot perish. This is an inheritance that cannot perish. Undefiled. Nothing can defile that inheritance that you have. Okay. And it cannot fade away. This never, never. Everything on earth is going to fade away. But that which is reserved in heaven for you will never fade away. You have a kingdom heritage that is going to last for eternity. Isn't that wonderful? And we are kept by the power of God through faith. For salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. There is what is going to be revealed later on. Alright. Now you can't see it completely. No, you won't see. You, you, you might have glimpses here and there. But make no mistake about it. It is in the last time that you is going to be unveiled. And you will be amazed. You will be shocked. Hallelujah. We have a kingdom heritage that is worth celebrating. Even if you don't see it on, in, in, in your physical life, it is real in the spiritual world. So it's worth celebrating. It's worth appreciating. Hallelujah. The reason why you will walk in signs and wonders is because it's part of your heritage.
Yeah, Jesus said, this sign shall follow them that believe in my name. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus. The reason why you can use the name of Jesus confidently is because it's part of your inheritance. It's part of your inheritance, so you can use it. The seven sons of Sceva, who were not born again, tried to use it, and they got punished by the demon because they didn't have a covenant right to use that name. But you and I, we have a kingdom heritage that is worth celebrating. Hallelujah. Are you excited about that? I'm excited. Yes, there is a heritage that we need to celebrate. And it is there in the kingdom. Think about this. In the kingdom of God, as vast as it is, everything, it, it has everything in it. Every need you will ever have has been provided in the kingdom. It's been provided. God has made provision. He has seen ahead of time all that will be needed. Okay? And he made provision for that. Let's look at Second, second, Timoth, uh, second Peter and chapter 1. He says in verse 2, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus. Then verse 3, he says, As his divine power has given to us all things. Come on, look at that. Has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All things that pertain to life and godliness, he has given. He's not going to, he has given. All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Can you see that? So everything you are going to ever need for life and godliness has been provided is there in your heritage is <laughs> there as part of your inheritance is there as a legacy the values that you need to run your life are part of the legacy that have been passed down from the scriptures from our, the, 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 the fathers our fathers of faith they've passed them down to us we learn you, you look at all the different patriarchs. Each of their lives embodies certain, certain um, um, qualities that, that their lives embody. All right? Look at the prophets. All of them, their lives embody something that we can embrace and imbibe and walk in. All right? You look at, look, you look at a man like Joseph. Look at a man like Joseph. A man like Joseph, his life. Joseph is one of the people that we don't even see any record of him making a mistake or, you know, displeasing God in any way. We don't see any record of that. You know, so he walked uprightly with God. He walked uprightly with God. So we, we can imbibe that. We can embrace that. We can draw that from his life. You know, we can look into his life and and. And, and, and be able to draw lessons from his life. Yeah, it's part of our heritage. 
So we can benefit from the life of Joseph. It's more than just a Bible story. It's a life impartation that can take place. If you would go into that and begin to pray and begin to meditate and say, Lord, let this be worked in me. Look at the kind of integrity that, that Joseph walked in. The fear of God was strong in his life. When Mrs. Potiphar uh, tried to sleep with him, and he, it was just the two of them, he could have just, he could have just succumbed to say, well, after I can ask God to forgive me. He, but he didn't. He didn't. He says, how can I do this wicked thing? How can I do this against God? No, I'm not going to do it. Why? Because he had the fear of God. The fear of God is his treasure. That's what Isaiah says. The fear of God. One of the things that is lacking in our generation today is the fear of God. People don't fear God anymore. The reverential fear of God is conspicuously absent in our Christianity today. And we need to bring it back. We need to have that absolute dread of displeasing God. It's part of our heritage. We need to bring it back. Hallelujah. Yes. These are things that money cannot buy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There is so much that we have. We can learn. We can learn from Abraham a life of faith. We can learn faith from Abraham. Hallelujah. We can learn to seek the heart of God in worship through David. That's part of our heritage. Yes. We can learn wisdom from Jesus. We can learn wisdom from Solomon. And the list goes on and on and on. Our time is up. But I want you to celebrate. There is a kingdom heritage that you have. That you've not even scratched the surface. As long as far as knowing what you have. So I want to challenge you to go into the scriptures. And begin to seek out your heritage. Your kingdom heritage. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you real good. Our time is up. I have to stop now. But I want to pray for you. Father I pray for my brother my sister. Even as you're watching this broadcast. Our kingdom heritage. I ask for a revelation of our kingdom heritage. In the name of Jesus. You open their understanding. Open our understanding, oh God. Help us to walk in these truths. Precious promises. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you're watching this and you've not given your life to Jesus, I just want to pray for you. If you would just... Repeat this after me. Pray it from the depth of your heart. You say, Jesus, come into my heart. I believe that you died and you rose on the third day to give me life. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Make me a new person. Give me a new heart. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right, let me pray for you. Father, I pray. I pray for my brother, my sister. Oh, I'll just pray this prayer. I ask, oh Lord, for your hand to come upon them right now in the name of Jesus. I ask, oh Father, for the reality of your kingdom, the reality of the new creation to dawn upon them. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, before you go, if you want to give your offering, if you're giving, 
I just want to pray for you, or maybe you might have given already, but I just pray for you. Father, I pray for your people as they give towards supporting your work, their tithes, their offering. I speak your blessing over them. Lord God, I ask, oh Father, I ask, oh Lord God, for you know, the windows of heaven to open unto them in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I ask for financial wisdom. I ask for witty inventions and ideas. Lord God, I ask for opportunities, O oh Father, doors of increase to open. I ask, O oh Lord God, for streams of income to be unlocked to them, O oh Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being with us today. And may the Lord bless you real good. Share this message with someone. Follow us on social media. We want to hear from you as well. Let us know what God is doing in your life through this broadcast. God bless you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.